welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one meaningful page of Talmud every day. And on today's page, Sachim 59, we read a lot about all sorts of things, sacrifices and incense and candles and smells. But right there at the end of the page, we get a real conundrum. What happens when the high priest performs a rite, but is a little bit unclear about his intention? Let me read a little bit. Did we learn in the Mishnah concerning a case where the priest had both intentions while performing one rite, i.e. he stated both intentions while slaughtering for two different kinds of sacrifices? Or did we learn in the Mishnah concerning a case where the priest had the two intentions while performing two rites, i.e. during one rite, he said that it was for its own purpose, and in another, he said that it was for its own purpose. And the rabbis of the Talmud jump into a fascinating discussion. Here's a taste of it. Rav Papa elaborates on the difference between these two explanations. Shall we say that we learn in the Mishnah with regard to one rite, and therefore our Mishnah is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who said that the person is held accountable even for the conclusion of his statement? Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir disagree in the case of one who says, the animal is a burnt offering and a peace offering. Rabbi Yossi says that not only the beginning, but also the conclusion of his statement is significant. And the animal has been consecrated as both a burnt offering and a peace offering. It is therefore unfit to be offered on the altar. And the discussion continues. Rabbi Meir says, surely hold one accountable for the first expression. And what he says after that is of no consequence. The question being, when someone whose speech is as meaningful as a priest makes a statement that makes it unclear if the sacrifice he's about to offer is for one purpose or another, do we listen to what he said first? Do we listen to what he said last? Do we listen to all of it? Can we kind of edit the priest's speech in order to make some kind of meaning out of it and to elucidate this comment about speech and meaning and kind of breaking sentences apart I have the pleasure of talking to recurring guest, my dear friend, and the person who makes me sound somewhat legible every day, producer Josh Cross. Hello. Hey, Liel. Josh, podcasting, as I think most of our listeners know, is very much an editor's medium. I could, you know, go on the microphone and blether on for a very long time. But ultimately, what people hear at home from me and from our guests is what you sort of decide to put in there. In other words, your job is very much along the lines of the discussion on today's page. What of the torrent of words and intentions and intentionalities do you allow to be the final verdict? Tell us a little bit about how this process works. How do you do it? Well, it starts with a lot of listening. And for every minute of finished audio that we wind up with, that's probably five to six times as much work because you have to listen to it. You have to play it back and actually try to understand what the heck the point was and what they were doing. Sometimes you restart a sentence. Sometimes you change a specific word in it and you want to do that. And sometimes you just say it weird So we need to go with a different version to make it sound so that what the end listener listens, they're understanding what you intended to say. In other words, sometimes you would hear me speak a torrent of words, uh, some of them coherent, some of them less so. And just like the rabbis in today's page, you would have to stop and say, okay, what exactly does this confused man mean to say and how do I convey it to listeners? 
Exactly. Exactly. You want to listen for what the actual meat, and we're talking offerings here, of what you're saying is, and make sure that we're focusing on that and carve off anything that doesn't really relate. Now, as you're sitting uh, at, at, your, at your editing console, uh, at your throne, at the seat of power, I wonder what goes through your mind because, you know, I'm no longer there. Sometimes it, it is hours or even days after the original recording and, and you really have this great interpretive power, right? In, in, in a truly Talmudic way of asserting what is it that I truly meant? So have there been cases in which you sort of heard it and was a little bit unclear or, or at least mindful of the fact that you are now kind of making a decision that shapes the direction of the show? I would say absolutely. Um, and part of the importance of building a relationship with the people that you work with is sort of understanding where they're going to want you to go. For a long time, with a lot of hosts that I've worked with, I would want to listen back and get their feedback so that I have a general gist until they're like, dude, shut up, you get it. For a guest, per se, whether it's on this show or anything else, I'm going to listen and I'm going to go with what makes the most sense while intentionally trying not to misrepresent anything that they're saying at the time. Like, I'm not going to edit you into saying you just had a bacon cheeseburger, although I could. Yes, you could. So it seems to me that this fundamental fact about podcasting, namely just how seminal an editor is to the process, is instructive not just to us hosts and you editors, but also to listeners. Is there anything listeners should know as they tune in about the process that would make them be better podcast listeners, understanding kind of how the kosher sausage is made in a way that would inform and enhance their enjoyment of the end product? Well, I think that, first of all, it serves as a reminder to note that, especially with like Talmud, that these texts are honed. So that if you sit there and you're stumbling and hemming and hawing through them as you're listening to them, that's okay. They probably were too. These were obviously the product of an editor as well. And then on top of that, I think you need to think about this is not just some voice with a crafted thing. This is a human being who is thinking and working through things just like a listener is. And so we should be looking in the thought process for everyone, much like this page is saying, to understand what intent is as well as just what is being communicated. And that might be why we love podcasting so much and why we love podcasting about the Talmud so much. Producer and friend, Josh Cross, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.